0: Easy, what's going on, baby? How we getting it tonight? Hey man, we getting it, man. I'm waiting. I'm baby. We 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 back, you know what I'm saying? Ready to
1: do uh episode two. So I'm ready to go, man. So right. what's up, everybody? This is HBCU guys, Jeff and Eric. This is uh season one, episode two. And um what's on your mind this week, Jeff?
0: We I, I, I I I hurt hey a hey, hey, I hurt my I hurt my ankle. Hey, you think you got a scooter? You think you didn't take one those
1: scooters? <laughs> hey, hey I, I know we're going to talk about that later. I know we're going to talk about
0: that. I need, I need a scooter, man. I can't I can't walk around. I I need a scooter. I need a, I need a, I need a scooter after that 61 to, to nothing debacle. You, you I, I, I think I can find you one. Man. I, can go, I, can go, I can go get you a bird scooter or something. We can even make it electric. There you go. That's why I need electric school to get me around. You know, because that sixty-one to beat down got, you know, kind of got me down a little bit.
1: No, well, we, I can't, I can't wait till we, till we, till we get there to talk about it, man. But you know, before we, before we get to sports, we always want to talk about the hot topics. So, what's cooking this week in the cab, Jeff? So, what we gonna talk about this week?
0: Oh, we, we, what what we gonna talk about this week, man? I think we're gonna talk a little bit about. The funding that goes on at uh, HBCUs, man, I think that that's the topic mm-hmm. that we need to really talk about is the funding that goes, you know, with these HBCUs, man, because they always talking about broke, they always talking about they underfunded, but they always getting big time donations. So that's a problem there between something, something ain't right along those lines. So that's one thing that we're going.
1: So let's talk about it then. We're gonna go ahead and talk about. You know what I mean? That's- the HBCU funding in the calf so that's what's cooking in the Cavs today. Um, you know, there was a big, big article came out about two weeks ago that mentioned um, the the government, Joe Biden, his, his historic um, recovery plan was was cutting HBCU funding from forty five billion to two billion, and people. People went and got up in arms. And, you know, we come to find out, though, when you do the reading about it, that's not true. But, I mean, um, you know, the black colleges have been funded a lot as of lately, haven't they?
0: Well, you know, they have been funded. You know, I think I saw that article, too. I think I read that article in the Wall Street Journal when it first came out, man. And I was kind of in outrage, too, man. But I know this is not a political show, man, but, you know, the the political side of me said mhm you know that's what you get for voting for them liberals but that's a but that's another subject for another day but you know l- lately a lot of these schools man are really getting big million dollar donations man you know every time i look up at morgan someone's giving them 25 million dollars every time i look at ant somebody's giving them money like, people always give ant money man and i think with schools like ant and and some of those other big schools who get those big donations man i think they know what to do with that money I think some of these other schools don't really know what to do with that money, man. And then you always look up and say, Well, why do, well, why is the you know, I mean, and, and even with the whole situation that's going on with Howard, with the student protesting about, you know, the bad conditions of the dorms, it makes you scratch your head, like, well, wait a minute. You know, you you all are getting all this money, you got this endowment, but why are your own kids protesting about the the living conditions that they're living in? See, see, that's a problem there. Because if you're getting the money, why aren't you putting the money back in the schools to keep the schools look you, you, you look you looking good, you know, keeping the dorms, you know, in, in some type of shape and stuff like that. So, you know, that's the issue per year, man. you like, Eric man. That's the issue that you know they get all this funding, but the schools never see the funding. Where's this money?
1: Well, I you know what? That's a good question. And so, I, I, I'm looking here at an article. I'm looking here at an article about the about the um, the, the the Build Back Better program, and so. It's really not true what, what's going on out there And I, I, We have to blame social media. Social media will will take some and they will run with. It. Um, Biden is trying to give up offer forty five billion to all the HBCUs. but but he has to get it approved. And we know how it goes when you when you get down there to Congress in the House and and you're trying to pass something. Everybody's not going. To. And so you know he he try he's trying to make sure that he gets that money to the places that it needs to get to let's talk about this let's talk about some of the the funding that hbcus have already got Let's let's talk about uh uh golly uh gates bill gates uh uh wife not no, i'm sorry i'm
0: sorry jeff Bezos,
1: Be- bezos wife bezos wife bezos that's right I mean, she, Bezo. gave, she gave tons of money i don't have it right here in front of me but she gave tons of money to, to so many hbcus right then we had the american rescue plan and that right there gave during the pandemic that gave 3.7 billion dollars in relief money and relief funding to the hbcus and 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 then we talked about the 1.6 billion in debt relief that was given to 45 hbcus so you we got to we got to sit take a step back and say when we give when they get this money aren't they being financially responsible
0: with it right you you know what i mean like- I, I don't think they are. I mean, because you're getting all this money, man, and your facilities are run down. And we're not even talking about the athletic facilities, man. We're talking about the overall well-being of the campuses. You know, like, you know, a few years ago, Hampton had the same uh, a situation that, you know, how it was going through now. You know, the dorms were running down. It was molding and stuff like that. Like, yo, where is this money? You're talking about billions of dollars, and you're still asking the states, to give them, and you're still asking the state to help fund your school, but you're still getting billion dollar you know, donations from these from these private corporations. You know, where's this money? You know, that That's a big issue that I think that alumni, students, and even the state needs to hold these leaders at some of these HBCUs accountable for this mismanagement of money. It's terrible. Like, they, like, like where is this money? It's like, where point. is it? It's, it's, it's got to be somewhere. Yeah,
1: and it's not being invested. I mean, I, I agree, and I was looking also at another article, and you would know you know well about this land grant money, and and you know the HBCUs in Maryland just had a big lawsuit over the land grant, and um, now I'm reading one Tennessee State, and um, they are they're saying, and this is even senators are saying that that they are owed. Um, <laughs> They're owed between 151 million and 544 million in land grant funding. Who they HBCUs? They haven't gotten their money. This is just Tennessee. This is just Tennessee. And they haven't gotten their money since 2008. Wow. So, so we gotta, you know, there are a couple, couple things about this. I mean, all the states being fair with the money that they're giving. And then when the schools get the money,
0: what are they doing with it? what are they doing with the money? Because that's a problem. That I think that's a problem that nobody's holding these leaders, and particularly the, the president, because he's the figurehead of the university. Nobody is holding him, him accountable at some of these schools. Now, we ain't talking about all of the schools because I think some of these schools do a good job of taking that money and, and, and putting it back in, into the school and stuff like that. Like I said, I think ANT does a great job with it. I think some of those schools in the SWAC, they do a good job of it. But how, however, a few years ago, you saw with Grambling, they had a kind of, Athletes had a kind of a small protest because they were upset about mm-hmm. the, you know, about the situation that was going on with their facilities in the gym and stuff like that. So, much like I said, man, you know, there's a disconnect between between A and B. So if I'm A and it's supposed to go to you and you're B, like who's that middle guy? Where's right. that money going to? Are you are you are you pumping up salaries? Are, are, are presidents you know putting that money in their pocket to to do more things for, for themselves? Or, are are professors getting paid? Because at the end of the day it's just not about upgrading the facilities and stuff like that it's also getting the donations and, and paying your staff more money and that's what i don't think is happening because you know there was an article here in 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 Maryland um not too long ago about one of the, the professors at Morgan she was upset that she felt like that she was being treated differently from some of the uh from, from some of the male professors because you know she was disproportionately uh, paid you know some of the, the male professors were, you know were getting paid $90,000 and she walking away with $55,000 Oh, but, you know, yeah. see, so so yeah, you know, So there's a problem somewhere with this money, and like yo, know, and like I've always said, man. You know, anytime you got people, and anytime you got people, and this is just my opinion. I don't care how people take it. Anytime you got people who got all these degrees and all these PhDs, anytime you got them to handle the money, something's gonna be wrong because that's not their forte. Their forte mm-hmm. is not to handle money. Their forte is is, is to read the, the commencement at graduation. You know, go run your go fund raise some money for the school and stuff like that, but it's not particularly it's not particularly for them to handle that money. And I think a lot of these schools need to have a stronger financial person who can handle the money and budget the money properly, because evidently they're not doing a good job with it. Because if it was some of these schools, why are some of these schools such in poor conditions? I mean, you're talking about a lady who gave away damn near all of her ex-husband money and the school is still asking the state for money. Like I don't understand.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Right.
0: I mean, that's and and and,
1: you know, we we also talk about, you know, the land grants. I mean, you know, I'm sure they're not getting what they're supposed to, but that goes into looking at sponsors. That goes into looking at, you know, getting stadium sponsors. A T has a stadium sponsor, uh, You know, you, you have to you have to stop on a handout and and i'm not trying to be funny because i mean i know that money is important but you got to stop depending on that and you got to say you know hey we we got to go out here and get our own we got a good product we we're a good um school let's get some 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 marketing people in here let's get some some fundraising folks in here so let's get some grant writers in here and let's go out here and let's get this on our
0: own and and and, and it's almost like i told you per year man years ago you know, I always feel like sometimes, man, black colleges act like they're uh, like they welfare uh, recipients. You know, they always got their hand out for a handout. They always complain, oh, I ain't get my welfare check, this money. I ain't get this. But then when you get your welfare check, you go out and buy yourself a pair of Jordans. Or you go out and buy yourself a, a nice car or something like that, instead of taking that money and actually giving it to your kids or paying a bill or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I kind of feel like these, some of these HBCU do uh, does, man. They, like, you know, they always complain about un- underfunding. Meanwhile, they sitting over here a billion dollars in their account, but they don't want to put it back into the school. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think we can
1: we can look at Kentucky State's president and what he just did. I mean, we, there are lots of lots of things to look at. But I mean, I just you know we could we could probably talk about this every week. So let's you know go ahead and move on. That was a hot topic. So let's go ahead and. uh Put that in the refrigerator. That's gonna be a leftover for next week. So a leftover, uh, it's gonna be
0: a leftover. Yo, you make sure, man, if it's leftover, will make sure you heat it up real good, man. You know, and because uh, I don't really like left I don't really like leftovers. Like, you know, it's like getting Popeye's chicken. Popeye's chicken is only good for when you eat it right now. So when you put it in the refrigerator and freeze it tomorrow, for some reason, it feels it seems like Popeye's chicken gets a little bit smaller once you put it in the refrigerator. You ever notice that? Hey, I don't
1: know, but I tell you what, I do to eat French fries when I get them. If I can't eat them when I get them. Hey, I ain't gonna eat. So they are terrible. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, that's almost like I mean, McDonald's food, man. You know, if you don't eat that McDonald's food when it's fresh out that damn uh, pan, man, you know you then eating cardboard because it's nasty. Yeah, that's real, man.
1: So look, here we go. Let's go up to our sports recap. We're going to our sports recap. Let's go ahead and move on into it. Let's talk about all things uh, HBCU sports right now. We're going to talk about. Um, we're talking about Jeff's game of the week. We're going to talk about coaches on the hot seat. We're going to talk about all that. But before, let's go ahead and run down some some, some scores. What conference do you want to start with?
0: Let's start with the CI double. Mm, 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 mm. I think that's your favorite. I think your favorite
1: conference.
0: Let's start with the CI double Let's see what they doing. Let's see what they doing in the CI double. Come on, let's run it down. Let's no. let's talk. about we ain't cause, I, cause I'm telling you something, man. We ain't talking about Massey this weekend. I'm tired of talking about Massey, man. Let's talk about somebody else besides Rod, you know Robert Massey. But go yeah, ahead.
1: I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna start off with Massey. I mean, yeah, seven state Rams have pulled off their second victory in a row. They be saying all forty one
0: nothing. Oh, they be the JV team. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, Fairfield State. They beat Johnson C. Smith 55 12.
0: Oh, they beat a semi-pro team. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go they ahead. Go ahead.
1: Shaw, Shaw University beat the Livingstone College bass 20 to 19. Virginia State played a hey,
0: I was I was keeping up with this game. And it was a I back- that game. nail bite. Yeah, you know, I watched that game because that because that game came on inspired. This weekend, Mm -hmm. and and I watched that game, man. I, you know, I I tell you something, man. I, I, and this is one thing that I always say, man. I don't know what type of formula Bowie State uses, man, but I think Morgan State may need to use their formula when it comes to competing, man, because not only is Bowie State competing in the CIAA and dominating the CIAA, Eric, man, they're also competitive in within their division, and that's division two. You know, they get to to the playoffs, and they may be the team, and and they may lose the team. But the thing about Bowie State, man, they're always a consistent football team year in and year out. And they always got solid re- recruits. And I also think that they do a good job of developing that guys. I think that that's key to one of the reasons why Bowie State, you know, is going to probably win the CIAA for a third time in a row because they, can, they are consistent. And that's how you have to win football games is being consistent. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of these schools and, – and another thing about Bowie State too, man, you know, they don't have a whole lot of coaching turnover up there either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's
1: true. Those guys are from the there, and there. And, I, and and that's one thing you also notice. A lot of those guys they're from around that area somewhere,
0: right? Or oh, they went so to they school, have, right?
1: They had they have connections. I remember when he started it off, and and those they were Maryland. They were from the Maryland area somewhere. They knew The coaches they could recruit. So even when kids get them back if they want to transfer, I think mm-hmm. that's the recipe for Div- for Division two success and. I I used to say the same thing. I thought one seven state and bowie to be with probably the two most consistent schools in the CI. And Mm -hmm. and and, and I I can't say we're gonna move on. Bowie State pulled that out, so we're gonna move on fifty four. All right, we had Virginia Union to Chiwan. I tell you what, I think Chiwan spent all their gas money after they beat one seven state seven three seven. They ain't wanna make any sense. Who else they lose to? They lost to Bowie after that, and
0: then they lost to Virginia Union 38 31. Well, I mean, boy, I mean, but they, but they, but they, but, but Bowie, but you got to understand, though, I still think Chihuahua is the most competitive team in that conference, man, because they barely pulled that one out against Bowie and they barely pulled the one out against Virginia Union. So, I mean, maybe they, you know, maybe they spent their gas money and got a half a tank or something like that, but I don't think they spent all their gas money because it's still Chihuahua and they still a good team, but I still think that, you know, Schools like Virginia Union and, you know, like Bowie State are still light years ahead of Chawan. And I think the schools that they beat up on weren't good schools who they beat up be- before they played Virginia Union and, and Bowie State. That's just my opinion.
1: That's a good point. I mean, hey, 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 point taken. Last but not least in the CIAA, we had Lincoln University. Lincoln University pulls out their first win of the season beating Elizabeth on homecoming 17-14. to 14.
0: Jesus, Jesus. They need to throw away the whole Elizabeth Safe State staff, man.
1: Cause you, it's, it's no
0: way in hell you lose a damn Lincoln. You know what I mean? It's no, it's, it's no way you lose a Lincoln. I mean, Lincoln is, is the bottom of the barrel of football. I like Lincoln. I, I have friends that go there, but I don't think that they need football. I mean, but, you know, you know they, they won. So, you know, congrats to them on their first win.
1: Yeah, they got to win. We got to give them the props on the win. I mean, I agree. They, they aren't competitive, but but they beat Elizabeth City. It's the same Elizabeth City that beat one State.
0: Jesus Christ. Hey,
1: just I'm just saying. So let's let's move on. to the swag. <laughs> let's, let's let's go ahead and move on to the swag because I know we want to talk about swag. So first, we're gonna talk about this weekend, and in this weekend, yeah, you had, you had a couple good games actually this weekend. Uh, Prayer View beat Bethune Cookman 29 Yeah. Hey, let
0: me ask. Hey, let me Bethune- ask a question. Hey, hey, what's going on down there, Bethune man? This is unlike Bethune Cookman man. You know, Bethune has always been a competitive team in the meac Let's. Well, they've been a comp- competitive football team for a while. You know, they may have had a down years, but they seem like they down this year. I think it's been some, it's been some, some
1: some fussing and some and some stuff going on down in the Doom cookman Athletic Department. Um, they 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 um uh, they were moving house out around down there doing ADs and all kinds of things. Um, uh, and and so that's where I think right now, uh, I think that's where they are. I think that's. I think they're they're waiting for that. The AD stepped down last year. Um, you, you know, you had a couple other things that's, that's going on, and, and you had some other ad, administrative changes that just took place in, in, over the summer. And, and I think that's what's going on. The is, I think they'll they'll be back. It's it's
0: just a matter of they're in a, a real transition phase. So they so do they keep the coach or let the coach go?
1: I, they keep him right Yeah, I'm shot. We keep him right now. He's been competitive. I mean, Prairie View is one of the top two teams, top two or three teams in the swag right now, and, and, they, and they made it the ball hmm But when they're trying, I mean, you had Fam, fam you thirty-five, and you had
0: Alabama and him 31 hmm mm-hmm. so, so they all, com- so they all competitive. Yeah, they're competitive. Yeah. Well, that's important. You know what I mean. I'm, I'm just shocked to see, and maybe you know the change into the style of play also may factor into some of this too, man, because. I don't think swag football is 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 like I think swag and Miak football to me is night and day.
1: You know, even even though even though they win
0: the even though they win the, the the celebration bowl every year, the Miak does. I still think the competition in the swag may be a little bit different than the competition in the Miak. That's just my opinion. I, you I don't Talk about, you know,
1: about one team. I'm you want to talk about one team? Oh, that's true. Come on, Ante one of that. Winning. I mean, we we can, it's competitive in some places. It just it just depends, man. I mean. It's a whole Let me let's keep going. Fam, you fam, you be Alabama A and M thirty five thirty one. So what's D- going on? Oh well,
0: hold on. What's going on with Maynard, man? I mean, he he has <laughs> something going for a while, man. You know, I I think he I think kind of put his foot in his mouth, man. Talking all this, uh, talking all this BS, man. And I think it's starting to catch up to him a little bit. And I and, and I kind of think his guys ain't playing for him, man. And I, I mean, I, I mean, I, that's what it looks like.
1: Well, tell me this. I, tell me this. I mean. You know, I think what it is, to be honest, which I think that there, he got him a conference championship, and I think he thinks he, you know, he's he's there. You know, and I don't think yeah. I don't, think, I don't think they're there. I mean, other than the quarterback, you got to kill glass. Yeah. And, and other than the quarterback, I mean, you, you know, you're looking at, you know, just just they're putting up pedestrian numbers this year. I mean, they had a big game over South Carolina State, but I mean, other than that, um, you ain't seeing much from them. I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm not. I, I don't think he's getting the most out out of his players now either. I just, don't, I just don't see it. I just don't think he's getting the most out of him, man. And, and and the kid that killed glass, he hasn't played well the last couple of games.
1: No, he yeah. hasn't. And it, well, it, well, you got to blame. You blame that first one on on Jackson State uh, D line. Those boys yeah. was at, were absolutely destroying Alabama right. Adams.
0: Right, they're big and fast.
1: Yeah, they are. They're big, big and bad, but if you think about it, I'm gonna I'm hit you here. The Running back falls 515 yards on the year. Listen, this is they're going in the game seven. That's less than 100 yards a, a week.
0: You going oh, for Alabama and yeah, For yeah.
1: Alabama and Alabama and m Kill Glass has 2,000 yards passing. I mean, and that's great. I mean, that's right. he's the one that's putting up numbers. I mean, that's over yeah. 300. That's that's really about yeah. That's over 300 games. Um, mm-hmm. you got the receiver receiver here lair he has 560 receiver yards i mean those but they can't run the ball um mm-hmm. you know, defense defensively they're not stopping anyone
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and that's where their problem is i mean right now turnover mores they're minus eight jesus yeah, they're minus eight. They're so
0: they ain't really up. so so they, so so they ain't getting no type of production out of the defensive players then none i mean they,
1: they, they none. they're turning the ball over they ain't, they ain't getting them
0: they ain't getting the, um,
1: you know, so so they can't win with that kind of – they can't win with that stat line. And so, they need – the defense needs to step up, because they can't – every game can't be a shootout.
0: Mm-hmm. It can't because you'll lose, especially going, going to make a team like uh, Jackson State, who is this – like, well, we'll get to them, but keep going.
1: Yes, yeah, so we got Southern. Southern beat Arkansas
0: Pine Bluff 34-7. You, know, you know, Southern's been really quiet this year. Haven't heard a lot of buzz out of Southern this
1: year. Been up and down. I mean, since Odom's left,
0: they've been up and down. You know, Man, which I think was a bad move, but anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, we keep going. Grambling, Grambling beat Texas Southern thirty-four to twenty. Um, I'm gonna go and start here. Alabama beat Mississippi Valley uh, twenty-four to twelve, and Jackson State
0: beat the Hornets of Alabama State twenty-eight to seven. Well, I just wanna say congratulations, man, to Jackson State man for, you know, shattering attendance. They said they had about fifty-three thousand at that game on Saturday, man. I looked at this stuff. 000. Fifty-three thousand, man. And I know a lot of some of these other HBCUs are just like looking at this with their mouth wide open, like, Yo, are you serious? And I think that this, this imag money just imagine how much money they made at the gate alone. For their homecoming game, so think the thing about how much money company? they made at the gate, and not only how much money they made at the gate, yo, if they own their rights to their own concession, imagine how much money that athletic department made in concessions,
1: bro, let me tell you something. That's that's half, that's half of the big house money in Michigan. I mean, Michigan. That's mm-hmm. that's I had never seen. I'm, I'm fifty three in the stadium. There's seventy. There, there, seventeen more thousand more outside the park.
0: Outside in the parking lot, absolutely. Vendors made money. Everybody good. made money, right?
1: I, I never seen that much in the world. I mean, and that's the excitement. I'm gonna tell you something. That's the Dion factor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. It is what it is. He he has brought in there a, 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 a defense that can hold their own. He has an, an offense with his son. And some other studs out there um that transfer from Tennessee and some other places playing receiver. He
0: has a team that that I mean he's really built this team to compete beyond the swack, I think. Beyond the swag. And, and, and you know something else too? I I, I think I think too, I, I think too, per year, man. I think there's one in particular group of people in that Jackson State football program who gets no type of recognition. And I think they need all the recognition. And that's the, and those are the assistant coaches. Because those guys are doing a great, and it's like you said, man. You know, like, like what's the difference? You know, most of those guys are the same guys that they had. They probably had a handful of transfers, but most of those guys are the same guys. So, you know, when you look at Jackson State, man, you got to look at that. You know, that staff that he brought in. You know, and you know when he came to, when he came to Jackson, man, everyone laughed at him. Oh, he can't coach. He ain't gonna be able to win. Now he wearing Even every spot. Even, Even, Even me. You. Even me. Even me. I mean, but he got in there, man, and he has. They are head above shoulders. Above everybody else in that conference, man, and it just lets you know, man, you know, and, and, and like I said to you earlier, you got to kind of start questioning, you, you know, how HBCU coaches are recruiting, because for Dion to come in there and dominate the way he's dominate, man, that 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 says something about, you know, other HBCU coaches who've been around the the the, the, the HBCUs for years, especially when you look at guys like Don Hill Ely, who's been there, who's been an HBCU coach all of his life, never coached nowhere outside of him, maybe for the CFL. I think he was a with the wide receiver coach. But for most of his life, he's been, you know, a, a HBCU guy. But it just shows you, man, like, yo, know, the difference it makes when you bring in an outsider to come run your program. And I think the guy Willie Simmons is doing the same thing a fan.
1: Hey, Justin, tell me what you – tell the people. Tell the people what you told me about Dion when they go play away games about recruiting.
0: Well, you know, I mean, the recruits are yeah. coming to the game. Do you remember what you told me? I don't remember you? what I said. Tell me, tell me what I said, because I don't remember.
1: I'm gonna tell, tell the people what you told me. You said that when Dion and them go to away games to play, they find out who's playing in the city. And when they go, guess what? They go to those games.
0: They go to those games.
1: So now you got prime time. Let me tell you something. Sometimes I feel like and I hope hey, hey, they, they might get mad sometimes I feel like the HBCU coaches think they're too good to go to high school football game
0: yeah yeah they lazy they now, lazy they'
1: go. going to the best. who's the best game in the city I'm going.
0: he going almost he like dollar go. Bell almost like dollar Bell players club when he wanted to go in there and get uh no almost like uh who was the guy uh almost when he went to uh who was the guy off of, uh <laughs> P- players club when he was like I want to go in there and get him myself And the guy was like yourself that's how <laughs> Dion is. Dion gonna go for himself. He's gonna go and see what's out there, you know. And and one thing about the HBCU coaches, man, you know, all those guys just you know just want to sit back and and try to get a whole bunch of transfers and, and and try to do a plug and play, man. Where you know, I still think to, in in today's football, man, I still think you have got to go out and recruit freshmen. I mean, because you know, you just can't always survive off of transfer portal, man. And I think the transfer portal is a mess, and it's made lazy coaches coaches. I mean, it's made lazy coaching. Uh, lazier. You know, them guys ain't going out going out going out to recruit now. You know, they can just say, oh well, you know, he came from know he, he came from the University of Alabama. You know, we want him on our team, but it don't work like that.
1: Well, I say I say this and we said that we talked about this earlier today. DR Sanders right now has come in there. They're five and one. He's played Alabama and am the, the the defending champion, beating a, an Alabama State team that is typically the middle of the road. He's beating the fam you. Um he he played some tough games. Um but this is the thing. And this is what you 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 made a good point about him coaching and the assistants. In 2019, Jackson State was four and eight. Right. Let's just let's just keep this real. A lot of these kids are the same kids. The same kids. He got some transfers. I mean, look, he went and got some dogs, but right. a lot of these kids. Are, are some of the same kids, mm-hmm. and now they playing because guess what? Deion Sanders is, is, is holding them accountable. He mm-hmm. he's pushing into He's pushing. He's getting as they used to say in HBCU landscape. He's getting all the butter from the duck. Mm-hmm.
0: Every single bit of. Him. So he's getting movement. the man, and, and, and he got those kids believing too. I think man, he's got he's showing them kids like, yo, this is how it's supposed to be. And I also think that he's showing the schools also. Like, yo, this is how you're supposed to run your sports program. I think that he has set that tone, man. But, you know, I know we're ready to move on, and I'm just going to leave y'all on this note out there. Once Deion Sanders leaves, Jackson State, you best believe HBCU gonna go back to that same born, dried up HBCU. Just understand that, folks. Well, you I mean, find, you what right you're you not you are you, not gonna find nobody with a personality, man. Like yeah. like Dion, yeah. but 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 even but, but even with that though, and you know, I, I know we're getting ready to go into the Miac, you know. But even with that though, when you look at Howard, Howard has a guy who is from a D1 school, and you know, one thing one thing that he created when he got to Howard was the Bison Walk, you know, Good. similar to you know the Walker Champions of Alabama. So he's trying to build around a program, man. And you know that's what some of these other HBCU coaches have, have have never done because they've never been exposed to anything else. All they know is HBCU football, and, and HBCUs just keep and, and you know they keep them them around, and there has been no type of success in any of these programs. So let's move on. Yeah, I mean just just before we move, you know the thing about
1: it is it's all about the right hire. I mean we look at and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the tale of two different years. You had you had Howard that went out. And made a, a made a great hire. I um, think when 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 they hired uh, Mike London and Mike London came in there, they went out beating Nevada. I mean, they, they, they had 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 on Got Cam Newton's brother. Uh, you know, did a great job. But I'm gonna talk about night and day. But then he turned around and hired another former FCS, I mean FBS head coach, Ron Prince. And he came in and beat everybody
0: Absolutely up. tore the program apart. Yeah, so he, he came in. He came in and beat everybody up. He was a bully. Yeah, he's
1: a big bully. So he so was it's all about it's all about who they hire. And so Mike London is being successful now. He's four and two down in William Mary. I mean, you know, coach, good coaches you can you can see, but you gotta have the right who hire him. So here we go. Let's move on to MIAC. MIAC only had two games, Jeff. That's all. That's all. Who was it? I? Know Morgan played
0: Morgan yeah. lost to
1: South Carolina State 37 14 and Norfolk State beat Virginia University of
0: Lynchburg. That was the game 42 14. Well, I'm gonna tell you something, man. To me, I gotta do the you know, Me, needs to do something fast. You just can't have two teams playing in one weekend. I
1: mean, <laughs> you,
0: you, I mean, you just can't have two teams. You can't have so, so you tell me everybody had a this weekend me, I. You're no, telling honestly, me. There's
1: only six teams, so I guess I guess three three of them must have.
0: Wow, yeah, that's, that, I
1: said the same thing.
0: Yeah, I I said
1: the same thing. Yeah, they that's crazy. Rest-
0: I don't I don't understand how they do that. I don't know how mm-hmm. that's acceptable. You just, you just you know so so pretty much a conference ain't make any money over the weekend because you only had two games.
1: Well, and and and, and one of them. Um, Norfolk play Virginia University of Lynchburg. That that
0: you, I know you were joking early, but that's really like a, a, a JV football team. Well, why what, what my, Well, my thing is, why do they play now? I can understand, you know, Alabama playing a uh, uh, Alabama playing a school like you know the Norfolk State or something like that. But why do black schools play those those schools? Because they want mean to you? Win. Yeah, they want to win. That's why they just want to win, and they want an easy win.
1: Because that right there does nothing for the program, right, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you yeah, you don't bring no morale on there. You know, it's not you're not bringing any morale, and you're not doing any of, of those things. So why play them? Yeah, it really does.
1: In my opinion, does nothing. Um, this does nothing for them. But I mean, hey, you know, I ain't in charge. So I know,
0: I know, you just a voice. I'm just, I, I am just a voice,
1: and um, I'm just. Tell hey, hey! I'm just uh, the messenger delivering the message. So that's all you
0: doing. That's all you can do. Uh,
1: yep. That, so let's go ahead and move on then to um to the S I A C, and that's a. And to be honest with you, I'm tell you something. That conference is uh, in a lot of ways uh, left out of the fold a lot of times. Um, you know when we when we really start talking, and they have some pretty decent football. Mm-hmm. You know, they got they got some pretty decent football down there. So let's go ahead and go through these scores, man, and talk about uh what happened on last on this past Saturday. And um we had Benedict beat Miles 24-21. Okay.
0: Benedict is had- doing some great Benedict is doing great things down there, man. They they really are uh improving their facilities down there and you know they are trying to really you know, they got a new stadium. I don't know if you've seen the stadium. They got a new stadium. But I think Benedict is, is, is on to something down there. They give him a little bit more time and, you know, some more money. And, and I think we'd be talking about Benedict a lot more than what people are talking about. But go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's no,
1: okay. We had Tuskegee beat Central State 29 mm. you, 0. You you had Morehouse, which was a shock, beat Fort Valley State 51 3. Wow. You had. um. <clears throat> Miles beat Lane 34-31. Listen to this. Listen to this. You had Savannah. No, you had Kentucky
0: State beat Edward Ward 76-36. you no, know, I saw that score, man. I saw that. I see I don't know. I think I think I think Edward Ward should have waited a year or two before they jumped into that to that SIAC. I just don't think that they were ready because they were because they were NIA, right? Where were they? At? They were they were NIA school, and then they, NIA, just, you know, yeah, NIA, yeah, and, and, and then they just made that jump into the into the SIAC. So I don't know, man. I mean, you know, they should. I think maybe in the next couple of years, Edward Waters will be competitive in there, man. Because you got the pick of the litter, man. You're right down there in Florida, man. You know, with so many kids who gonna play at every level down there. Um, you know, but seventy-seven. What was the called again? Seventy-six, thirty-six. Whew. Well, if they scored thirty-six points, it wasn't a complete blowout. Nah, nah,
1: it wasn't a blowout, but I mean, you know, it it, it was, it was, (laughs) it wasn't, it wasn't much of a competitive game. And then the last one, last but not least, we had Savannah State on homecoming, beating Clark Atlanta, Clark Atlanta, uh, 49 to 14.
0: I think, I think they, I think um, Savannah State going to own that conference. I don't see nobody really beating them.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, I think, I think they will as well. Um, you know, and and so that's really the, all of the score. So, so I got a new before we move on. I got a new segment that I'm bringing in. That's that's my segment, and that's and I'm gonna tell you. You want to know what it's called, Jeff? What is called? It's called EP's top three in HBCU. Okay. So for so for, for so for our second week, but actually for week. Um, seven in the books. I'm gonna give you my top three right now in the HBCU landscape. And this is not, this is not if they played each other who will win. This is just who I see right now that is that's being the most competitive in the HBC landscape. So I'm gonna start with number three. Number three is a six and one Bowie State University. Mm-hmm. Bowie State University six and one the only loss was the first game of the year and that was to FCS Delaware State. Who's playing a little bit better this year? But uh, but other than that, other than Delaware State and other than the Chihuahuan game, Bowie is beating people with an average, with an average of two to three touchdowns a week. Yeah. That's a week now. Yeah.
0: Bowie State plays angry, man. I I think a lot of those kids that, that play at Boys, they got a chip on their shoulder. That's uh, I, 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 I think a lot of them feel like that they don't belong there. So that's why they yeah. play and that, and that's why they play so hard. I think
1: you're right. I really think you're right. I mean, we got you look at Bowie's scores, man. I mean they're scoring 51, scored fifty-one points against Virginia State. You know, the, the toughest battle they had was Jawan 14 to 3. Doggone. Um, they beat John C. Smith 44 to 7. They beat Livingstone 49 to nothing. They they doggone um played a tight New Haven game twenty-one thirteen. Uh they even went up to Saginaw Valley. You know, the Saginaw Valley with Grand with Grand um, Valley, you know, that's, yeah. that's prime time D2 football. That's right. And they beat them. They beat them.
0: They beat them. They sure did. You know, so that's
1: my number three team of the week. So let's look at number two. Number two, and that's going to come out of the SIAC. You just talked about them, but it's Savannah State. Savannah State is 6-1, and, and the only loss coming early, first game of the year again, to Dosta. We know, it.
0: we know what we know what Val is. Mm. Yeah, well I, I think everyone probably if the Bookies had to pick an over under, I'm guaranteeing you they they'd they, they have Valdosta about 30 some points <laughs> over over them. Cause I mean Valdas, man, you know, they ain't thinking of the things every single year, man. And plus you talking about you talking about southern Georgia football. You know what, what I mean? And he, you around. know that's some yeah, that's some tough football down there now.
1: But I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm looking here. Savannah State beat Livingstone fifty to six. Savannah State turned around. They beat um, Benedict 41-34. They beat Morehouse 29-10. They they they, they beat Kentucky State. They, they dog on beat Erskine College 39-6. And then they just beat dog-home uh, Park Atlanta 49-14. So, to me, that that was one of the best decisions Savannah could have ever done was
0: to go back down mm-hmm. from the MIAC because they
1: fit, they're fit they right at home in the SIAC.
0: Mm-hmm. They does the same thing Morgan needs to probably do is go back down. They got too much pride, man. I think you know I'm a Morgan. I think Morgan needs to go back down and to to the CIA, man, and and, and, and this be the king of the castle.
1: That's right, man. Uh, and my number one team. Number one.
0: I already know where you're going.
1: Who who is my who is who is EP's top three? Who is number one? Jackson State. Jackson State. Five, the thing. about a Dion prime time sanders five and one let me tell you something i was looking up the stat line brother Shadur sanders we talked about glass, a kill glass senior and and, and 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 they say it was a prospect well let me tell you something shador sanders is a freshman he's passed for 1543 yards at this point 13 touchdowns guess what only one interception
0: He's better. I, he's head above everybody, and everybody. he's he probably he's he's head above shoulders than everybody in, in that as, as far as quarterbacks, and that and that's why I even think he's better than a kid kill Glad. He's just a freshman. Yeah, I mean, yo, yeah. I mean, because he's a natural quarterback, man. If you sit and look at him, you know he got a good release. He's sharp. You know he's accurate. You know his, yo, he, yo he helps his receivers out. I mean, he's everything you want as a quarterback back there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna tell you something. They, Jackson State, has outplayed everyone they played. Tennessee
0: State, near to George to to. They uh, want, yep, they want. They they got their second <laughs> win of the season this year.
1: Yeah, I saw that. To Delta mm-hmm. State,
0: they they outplayed everyone. They even played
1: uh, Terry Bowens on Louisiana Monroe to within a five point game, twelve to seven. So, I think I think you know Jackson State has Bethune coming up. They got Valley coming up. They got Texas Southern. I mean, to me, they're gonna be this gonna be a smooth sailing in between until they get the Alcorn. Then. And and to see if they win that side of the swag.
0: Well, I think one thing I I I, I say one team I think that you forgot to put in your top three man is North Carolina A and T man. You know they 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 lost this weekend to uh, Kennesaw State by a score of fourteen to nothing, and it was a it was a defensive battle throughout the whole game until late in the fourth quarter. You know when Kennesaw was able to score, man. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. That that A team is a good team, man. They're not. They're not the, the slouchers that I thought that they were going to be going into that conference, man. They are very competitive, and they can compete with those teams, man. I'm just telling you, man. a and probably did, did the right thing by getting out of the MIAC when they got out of the MIAC.
1: Well, I'm going to say it like this. For all the Aggies out there, I ain't impressed. They, 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 I know they, you they, ain't they impressed.
0: Almost lost, they almost lost to a
1: terrible North Alabama team and I was watching that game. And then they lost to Kennesaw State. You know, they lost three games at this point. I just – not this team. Nah, and has been good, but not this team. I, I just can't they, – they won't hit my – they can't crack my top three.
0: Well, see, well, see the thing about it, I was reading, you know, I was reading HBCU game day, and they were interviewing one of the linebackers, man. And, you know, he said that one of the differences is with this league is the the uh, the size and the speed of the game playing. And I believe it, man, because I think the MIAC was a little bit slower for some of those guys. And now you're playing in a, in a much faster – conference. And, you know, he, said, he said he said the 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 offensive line are a little bit bigger. He said uh you know they're a little bit stronger. So and I believe him, man. I because mean, I mean shit Morgan State got a six foot three hundred and fifty pounds center. I mean who who he who he scared? <laughs> hey man,
1: listen who oh, he's scaring? You, you're
0: right.
1: I mean I, I, you're right. And so you know let, let's talk about these coaches on let's talk about these coaches on the hot seat. We had the top three. Who was our bottom three?
0: High coach, seat. What, what you got? So my bottom three, and, and it's really hard to tell. Uh, but I think my bottom three is going to be uh, Don Hill, Ely, uh, and, mm-hmm. and the reason. I, and the reason why I keep saying Don Hill, Ely, man, is because I don't think that they don't like Don Hill because of his record. I don't think that he's doing what they want him to do with the program. That's one. Um, I also think, you know, Coach at Virginia Union. I think that he's on a high seat. He's not. He hasn't been competitive in a while. You know, this is, this is my bottom three. And then I also think, you know, maybe at uh you know, maybe at Johnson C. Smith. You know, I mean, Blunt is, is – you know, he's on his way out of there. So, um, those are my bottom three. And I and, and, then, and then for my top, I ain't even really got a whole top three. I just got a top one. And that top one is Tyrone Wheatley. Um, they have not shown any type of progression since the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, they lost almost – they, they lost 32 – 32 kids to, to the transport portal. So that, so that so that, tells you something. How they many? Got a kid, 32 kids, I think, oh my to, God. To, to, to the transfer portal. And then, and then on top of that, the quarterback, their starting quarterback was the former safety at San Diego State. Why is a former safety playing quarterback? And he has stunk up that offense. The offense is averaging about 80 yards total offense. They can't score points. They can't stop anybody on, on defense. It's just a complete disaster what's going on at Morgan State right now. And I, I mean, this, I mean, you know, this is his third year, and I don't think that they're going to get rid of him anytime soon. So, I mean, you know, I mean, you got what you wanted. You you, you wanted a pro coach. That's what you got. It. I mean, they got on national TV and stunk it up. I watched the game last week when they played um when they played wow. South Carolina State. Yeah,
1: oh, when South they played South Carolina. You
0: know? Yeah, they played South Carolina State. South Carolina State beat them real good.
1: Wow. That's crazy, man. I, listen, let me tell you something, brother. I'm gonna tell you my bottom three. And, and we had one, and I'm be honest with you. We had two that were the same. My 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 bottom three, you might not agree, but I'm gonna tell you what I did. I did a little research. Rich Freeman, Morehouse. Let me tell you something. Rich Freeman has been in Morehouse for 10 years, brother. Ten years. Hey. Let me tell you something. And the only time he was successful was his first. Which leads me to think that wasn't Joe Team. That's, that's where well, you know, well,
0: it well, Well, well. on top of that, they ain't going to fire him in a while because he's a, he's a Morehouse man. <laughs> well, let me
1: tell you something.
0: That's when they had John David Washington.
1: You know, they had his yeah. son. And, mm-hmm. and he was pretty good. But since then, 2015, five and five. 2016, three and seven. 2017, four and six. 2018 was the only bright year they were seven and three. But since then, four and six and 19. Now they two and five. And they ain't in no games. So so let me tell you something. Freeman is my third, but let's go. I'm going to move up. Number two is the same one you just said. Tyrone Wheatley. Brother, hadn't been successful since he'd been there. He was four and seven 2018, 2019, three and nine. And guess
0: what now? He owned six. He owned six. He ain't never he been 500. He, 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 yeah. he, he don't
1: know what he's he doing. I don't think he what he's doing. Yeah. And my number one coach on you know the high seat. <laughs> Kermit Blunt. Jeez. Old okay. so, so fella. Somebody told me though. Somebody said Blunt had a five-year contract. So I think this is his fifth year. So I think that's what they were waiting on. You know, these schools like to give out contracts You can't can't afford to pay them out if they not doing well. Why not mm-hmm. give them him two-year contracts? Mm-hmm. But anyway, Blunt was two and eight in 2017, 2 and 8, 2018, 4 and 6, 2019, 2020, he played. And now he owns six. Why is he still there? Mm -hmm. I'm just Mm -hmm. hey, don't don't shoot the messenger. I'm just asking questions.
0: So yeah, I don't know. That's that's it needs to be a change, man. That's all I can say. This needs to be a change at the top. You know, if if losing is what you want and that's what you like, you know, that's what you got to go with.
1: Well, I I, want to talk about the, um, the big. You know you love that phrase. Sound with that big dummy, the big dummy of the week.
0: Big Who's your Big of dummy week? of the week. Who's your big, big dummy, dummy of the week?
1: Big, big dummy of the week goes to my brother's employer, Howard University. Oh, let, let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. Ain't no way that these students can be paying fifty. And you ain't say. I didn't say fifty. I said. Fifty thousand dollars a year, and they got water coming out the pipes. They got expired air filters with mold, mildew. They got mushrooms growing on the ceiling and the walls. Mushrooms, got, uh, mush, brother.
0: I'm telling you something, brother. Mushrooms. Jesus Christ. They got a lot mushrooms. of mushrooms. Can, 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 can they? Can they? Can they? Can oh, they? Now, 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 are those the mushrooms that you can eat and get a buzz off of? Or those I, I, don't know what, I don't know. What. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you can get a buzz <laughs> off of because you might because if you can get a buzz off of them, I wouldn't be big complainer. I pick up mushrooms and sell them, you know. And and the name of the mushrooms would be Howard mushrooms. You know what I mean? Like, Where you get these mushrooms from? I got them joints from Howard, straight out the dorm, shorty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they said hey.
1: they had roaches. They said they had mice. Let me tell you something. This is absolutely. Hey, how is my you big dunny?
0: Or the we And see, and, and see, so you want know something? You want know something about that too, man? You get a lot of them kids, man, and some of these black schools, man, who come from nothing, right? You know they come from nothing, and you know they want to come somewhere where they can. It's different from their environment, so then they leave there you know they they you know they leave that effed up environment where with roaches and stuff like that and then they come into another environment where they think they where they're escaping their old environment but the, the environment they're in is the same thing that the environment that, that they left
1: that's terrible man. And, and and they're going they're going to 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 be better and they're expecting better they're expecting better and
0: this is how the school treats them Man, terrible, man. Let me tell you something. I mean, I, I, I watched that I watched that man I watched these kids protesting and stuff like that it's funny, when the, it's funny when the rabbit got the gun you know what I mean you know I mean they were protesting man I mean they were I mean that but I saw that man I was just like see what I mean man you got I, I, I mean you got this big HBCU movement going on out here and then this happened
1: yeah exactly well Elizabeth how coming to join you honey with, wow. a bunch of, with, with a bunch of mushrooms
0: growing from the ceiling. <laughs> that is sad. That I mean, that's that's just terrible, I man. We are the parents. I, mean, I always wonder when stuff like happened at these schools. we're the parents? We're the alumni? Where's Jay Walker? We know, you know, you know, he got yeah, hey, yeah. all that though. You know, where's Jay Walker? You know, where's Ted White? You know, Jay, you know, Jay Walker, the figurehead of Howard, because every time he on ESPN, give me five, Howard's always in there in the mix somewhere. That's all he talk about is Howard. What, 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 what Jay Walker? Why you don't talk about these raggedy ass conditions that your school got these kids living in?
1: Hey man, you're right, brother. Listen, we're gonna go ahead and move on. We got two more segments. This is Jeff's Jeff wanted to add this segment, man. I think it's a good idea. You all gonna remember this. Jeff said we're gonna call this school
0: days. School See, days, this? man. Jeff
1: to talk about school, days. Tell
0: us about your now, school now, days. This is my school days, man. So and the reason and how this came about, man. You know, a few weeks ago, you know, my girlfriend and I, man, we went out to dinner with you know one of my friends and his wife, so okay. you know, you know, yeah, I got a girlfriend, period. You know, okay, I know. crazy, right? Yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, so, uh so we out talking, you know. She, so, you know, she goes, she went to the University of Maryland. You know, University of Maryland, a big school, man. You know, ain't like no black college. So anyway, we at the table talking and we laughing, and you know, we start talking about. I guess my friend asked her, "Where did she go to college?" And she said, "Well, I went to the University of Maryland." And then he was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, of course, my homeboy, you know, he went the Sam. So um, I can't remember how the subject came about, but she was like, we started talking about college. And she was like, well, you know, when I was in college, I used to go to my eight o'clock class. And mm-hmm. then my homeboy and I looked at each other and was like, eight o'clock class? I was like, man, I ain't never going to no, no, no eight o'clock class. I can't remember ever going to no eight o'clock class. So. I know you could probably relate to that, you know, Eric, yo, because you were a dog. You probably went to all your classes on time, every day. You know what I'm saying? So so, so no, that that's the difference between me and you. But, you know, it just brought back a memory, man, when she said the 8 o'clock class. I ain't never. Do you ever go to an 8 o'clock class?
1: Man, bro. I ain't,
0: I ain't never went to an 8 o'clock. You know what? I think my freshman year when I ain't know no better, and everyone was like, Yeah, hey, you get them eight o'clock classes, you get them jokers over out of the way. But then I discovered that, you know, you could drink during the weekend, you know, you can smoke a little weed during the week. <laughs> you know, my, my second, you know, my second semester, I'm like, hey man, you know, my first class ain't start to about nine, ten o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You know what I mean? So, you know, but that's just the memory that I had about that, man. You know, the school days, man, you know, them eight o'clock classes, man. Eight o'clock, man, I was going to to the calf to get some breakfast, to go back to my room, to go back to sleep. And I God. may oh. and I may have went to my nine o'clock or ten o'clock class, depending on what I did the night the night before. You know what I mean? But, you know, I know you went to your eight o'clock and, you know, I know you made straight A's and everything like that, but you know, in my school days, you know, I don't remember going no 8 o'clock class, man. So, you know, man, that's that's the memory of my 8 o'clock. <laughs> and my homeboy is funny because he was like, man, 8 o'clock. He's like, I will never remember going to no 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, we both last so hard. Oh, 8 o'clock. What the hell you doing say, going to 8 o'clock something. class?
1: We had. When I was at Hampton, I didn't have a choice because football. We had to because they used to make it. So we, we, could, we had to be out unless we were in our major so we could go to practice. There were no excuses. So I ain't have a choice, brother. I ain't have a choice. But, but when I got older, when I got older, and I knew better, I still did better.
0: You better believe it. I wasn't like first class, better. That, yo, that first class, that that first class be at 30 12 o'clock on Monday, Wednesday. And then, and then on Thursdays, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you got them long ass, boring ass lab classes, man. Your days be the worst classes ever, man. Especially when you take chemistry. You'd be in them long classes, man, trying to come up with these stupid the formulas, man. Like, man what, is, what are we learning in here, man? <laughs> yeah, crazy, man. <laughs> Listen.
1: Each week, each week Jeff go give us Oh, uh, he gonna give us his school days. School days. And, and, and so there we have it, man. I tell you, eight o'clock classes, 8. If anybody listening, if 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 you knew about that, hey, then you understand what he's talking about. In yeah, because if you if
0: you went to your eight o'clock class, man, you know, especially freshman, year, man, that's when you start experimenting more and more with drugs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and year, yeah. and I remember, man. Look, I remember, man, my freshman year at Livingstone, man, and we still talking about school days, man. They used to be a Texaco down the street, yo, and we used to walk down there to get alcohol, man. And, you know, back yo, man, in the day, right. man you know, you know, back in the day, man, you know, you ain't really a, a alcohol, you know, connoisseur back then. So, you know, you only drunk what was cool, you know. Yeah, yeah Back you know then,
1: that Mad Dog Twenty
0: Twenty or something. But be get that Mad Dog Twenty, yo, my man. He was from Newport News. My man was Toby. Man, he put me on to a drink. Uh you never know, forget that joint was called Cisco. You ever no, had Cisco, no. boy? Cisco no, lights I, your I, hands. I don't, you. I, ain't tell, I don't know. You ain't never had those, man. That do it your hands on fire, boy. But anyway. We used to go down to this joint called Texaco, man, and we used to like just load up on liquor, man, and take it back into the dorm. Because, you know, back then, I don't know how you do it now. You know, you can have refrigerators in your dorm and shit. So we had nice little refrigerators in our joint, man. We used to keep our joints in there warm. But then also back then, you know, they used to do a dorm check. They ain't never do a dorm check, when you was in school.
1: Yeah, of course they did dorm check. Yeah, we had
0: RAs, man, we had Resident Assistants. Yeah, we used to bully the RAs. The RAs, RAs always used to be suckers. You know? why? Why did the RAs always used to be the suckers on there? They were no suckers. They was just suckers because they were telling you what to do. They would tell me what to do. What they would? Cause when I have my my RA, his name was Mister Pinkney. Yo, know? he was the RA director, and it was crazy because here's his, his, his yeah, you know what too? Yo, I don't know if you ever noticed, man, but them RAs, yo, they used to have a real nice setup in their room. Yo, know? you ever noticed that? Yo, they had the best one. They had the best room. Them jokers was big. They had a table. They had they had a kitchen in them joints and everything. Yeah, but Anyway, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, yo. But anyway, we used to go to Texaco, man. And this is when we and and and, and we used to go to the liquor store. And this one Cass was drinking that ENJ boy. I mean, I tell you, man, we used to get so drunk off that ENJ back in college. Pretty I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, go look, leave. hey, look. I tell you one thing, man. I never drink. I never put my lips on an ENJ bottle ever again in my life. I tell you that much.
1: <laughs> man, listen, we, <laughs>
0: we got about three more
1: minutes. The HBCU light of the week is Tougaloo College. You ever heard of Tougaloo? Tougaloo. Now, is that in Alabama? Uh, Yeah, no, it's in Mississippi. Tougaloo. Okay. Tougaloo is in the Tougaloo area of Jackson. So it ain't too far really from Jackson State. Okay. Tougaloo was founded in 1869. Of course, since it was founded then, it was started as a slave, I mean, as a school to educate. But currently, we have 900 students. Dr. Coleman J. Walters is the president. She's only the second woman president um, at the at the at the um, college, and they, uh, they have a ten million dollar endowment. Majors, and this was a fun fact that I read when I was looking up Tougaloo. and I, I've been to I've been there before. Tougaloo College has historically produced over forty percent of the African American physicians and dentists practicing in the state of Mississippi.
0: Mm, more
1: did not know than that 33% of the state's African American attorneys and educators, including teachers, principals, superintendents, college and university faculty, and administrators. So they put out, you know, they, they might be small, but the product they put out is pretty good.
0: See, that's the problem, man. They need to start shedding light on some on some more of these smaller schools, man, and stop you know, the same old damn schools over and over again. All the time, I think that's, I think that's the problem, too, with HBCU. They we do, all, all they want to do is glorify the. That's why I say, man, you know, and this is gonna be a topic another day, man. You know, I think some of these, I think they kind of commercialize HBCUs in some in some way and form. But you know, that's another topic for another day. You know, but Ooh, yeah, that's, but, but yeah, but that's a beautiful thing. You know, I never heard of, I heard of the school, but I didn't know that they were down there getting down like that. You know, that's a that's a good thing, man. You know, and um, you know, I, I think that we need to start talking more about schools like that, man. I, I kind of like that. You know, HBCU spotlight.
1: Yeah, man, I'm gonna tell you something. I was looking at some of the alumni. Uh, they had the founder of the Boys Choir Hall and went to Tulane. Matter of fact, then they had. I'm looking. I was looking here. They had um, uh, where is it? Constance Slaughter Harvey. I mean, we wouldn't know it, but in 1967, she graduated. She was the first black judge in the state of Mississippi, brother. Who was it? Her name is Constance Slaughter Harvey. Wow. That's yeah, what right, like right. like I said, man, when you, really, when you really dig down, man, you know, you look into some of these HBCUs, there's some power there, man, some history, some legacy.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like, man, we all talk about HBCUs, but people, people forget about Xavier University down there in, in New Orleans. Yeah, we maybe, nope. maybe
1: we need to make that our uh, our college. Of, our...
0: Xavier University, yeah.
1: Okay, well, then there it is then. Well, Jeff, man, I enjoyed it today, man.
0: Yo, we did. Yo, we made it round two, man. You know, we still boxing in this joint, man. You know, we made it round two. I'm glad everybody keep keep yo keep listening to us, man. And most importantly, man, people out there, make sure y'all spread the word about HBCU Game Day. I mean, game HBCU guys, man. You know, this is raw, uncut stuff. We ain't holding back no punches. We may sound negative in some ways, and we may sound positive in a lot of ways, but at the end of the day, like I say, man, you know, and it's like Eric Perry always says, it's about the brand and not the band. You know, it's a part of it. But that's
1: it right. ain't all of it. That's it, man. Well listen, brother. Hey, that's our time for this week. Hey, hey, uh to everyone out there, we'll see you next week, Jeff.
0: I holla. I holla.